What's going on, Bratzarella Stick? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Monday, July 18th, 2022. And this is season nine, episode 75. I'm really excited about this one because this is something that I, uh, I, I've been thinking about since I talked, uh, talked about my mom and being, uh, her uh, being in uh, remission from cancer. I was thinking about thoughts and what she told me she believed uh, helped her was uh, changing her thoughts. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about how you change your thoughts and how changing your thoughts actually affects your, your physical, your, uh, your body, you know, because changing your thought does, does, well, we have evidence, at least that points to that, suggests that as, an, as a possibility. It's not definitive yet, but they have evidence that points to that. And I'm going to believe that uh, because, like I said, my mom is in remission and she, be- she believes that it happened because she believed uh, positively. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about epigenetics. Uh, that's essentially the idea that your genes uh, can be influenced by your thoughts. We're going to be talking about uh, what the best way to approach any type of habit changing, or what the best way is to approach uh, changing any type of habit. And, uh, of course, we're going to be talking a little bit about your mindset as you go into that change. All right, so without further ado, Season 9, Episode 75. Ah, I feel good about that one, 75. It's a nice crisp number. All right, what are we going to call this one? Oh, Changing the Shape of Your Mind. Let go! So what's a thought? That's a good question, right? What is a thought? Well, I guess we could start off by asking, what does a thought look like? We all know what thoughts look like. They can look like abstract, you know, like where they really don't seem like they have any meaning. They can look like words, you know, actual words that we can read within our mind. They can look like pictures. But for the most part, what a thought actually is, is a picture or some kind of representation of what's going on, what's going on in the actual environment around us, or what had happened in our environment at one point in time, or the possibilities of what can happen in our environment. So a thought is essentially a representation of the world around us. So what does a thought look like? Well, that question can be answered in the same way. A thought looks like a groove in your brain. And that groove in your brain is a representation of the thoughts that you have. Let me explain this a little bit further here. So when you're, before you're born, in the late stages of development, right before birth, you start to get these grooves in your brain. And why do you get these grooves? Well, first of all, you start off with a smooth brain uh, because you don't have processing power. 
Though that processing power that begins to develop in the late stages coincides with the grooves that begin to form in your brain. You have this processing power because you begin to collect input. You begin to be able to hear your mother's voice, hear the outside world. You can actually develop, you actually develop a sense of taste towards the end of your development before you're born. Now you don't have all your senses, you don't have everything, so you don't have your full level of development, but your brain begins to develop these grooves. And those grooves are the superhighway to your most prevalent thoughts. So we can say, just as a thought is a representation of the real world, what a thought looks like is a groove in your brain, which is a representation of an actual superhighway of thoughts. So those grooves turn into a superhighway. And so all your prevalent thoughts, they kind of carve a little move, uh, carve a little groove in your brain, and it makes them easier to move about your brain, because essentially that's what happens. So why am I talking about this? Well, today I wanted to talk a little bit about epigenetics. This is a phenomenon uh, that has, I think that needs to be more mainstream, but hasn't really been spoken of as much as it should be, uh, just because of the fact that it's not, as if, it's not as definitive as something like gravity. People, we do have proof, of, uh, we do have evidence that points to its existence. We do have plenty of anecdotal evidence as well as uh, case studies that show that it very possibly exists, but we don't have any definitive uh, cases to show like this points to epigenetics. Epigenetics is essentially the overall changing of your genes through conscious thought. Now, our genes change throughout life, throughout our lives. I don't know if you know this. We, our DNA changes, is constantly replicating. It's always changing. However, with epigenetics, it's the belief, the theory, that we, have, we can consciously affect the development of our genes and our DNA. So how do you do this? That's a pretty good question, isn't it? I thought about this uh, quite a bit when I heard about this. In fact, uh, that the reason why this came up in my, in my mind is because of our uh, last episode where I was talking about my mother and her cancer and how she went into remission. And the one thing that she credits to her remission is the fact that she kept, kept her mind positive, always thought that she was going to uh, stay alive, and also uh, prayer positive thoughts from other people and prayers from other people. Now there's plenty of evidence out there that points to the, that, that being uh, a legitimate uh, solution or remedy for, for you know, not just cancer but other diseases. Uh, they show that uh, people that have had po positive thoughts have more likely have positive outcomes. They show that the mo that most optimists actually don't live in quote unquote the real world, they don't have a real realistic uh, perspective of the world. They actually have more of a positive perspective of the world. Uh, whereas it's shown that people with depression actually have more of a realistic view of the world. So what does that mean? Well, essentially, as I've said in many episodes, our world is essentially it's a perspective of our perception. What that means is that uh, we we don't really see the whole world. We only see what we can see. We only see what we're essentially, uh, we only see what we value. We only see what we more or less want to see or really don't want to see. 
but everything else in between that really doesn't have any value towards us, we don't see. So what I'm saying here is that whatever you value or distinctly don't value is what you're going to see and perceive in the world. So epigenetics essentially takes that and says, all right, well, if you focus on something else, well, then you are going to have a different perspective. You're going to have a different uh, reality. And that's essentially what we're looking at today. So listen, I have someone I know that was working out for a little while. They ended up working out for about six weeks. And during that six-week time, they, they felt they felt better. You know, they were working out pretty consistently. It wasn't just once a week, but they're working out pretty consistently, like three to four times a week. And they started to feel like stronger. They felt like they were uh, a presence in the, in the world, whereas before they kind of felt like they were just existing. And then after the six weeks, all of a sudden, boom, they had stopped. Now, why did they stop? Well, because of the fact that they hadn't developed the habit. See, epigenetics is essentially uh, based on your habits. Like, again, I said that you uh, create these super highways in your brain uh, because these are your most prevalent thoughts. So essentially, uh, you stopped because you went into default mode. You went into, what is it, the factory reset on your, on your computer. You know, when you have a computer and you get a virus, you have to press that factory reset button so you can go back and then make changes uh, so that you can get that virus out of your computer. Uh, the same thing works with you. If, if you haven't fully installed that program, and normally it takes, the uh, scientists agree, that to develop a habit, it takes 66 days, a little over two months. So if you haven't spent those two months in developing that habit, well, then you're going to you're going to return to your default settings. Whatever thing you were doing, whether it was good or bad, is not going to really stick to your to your routine. So, if you want to get into the first realm, if you want to get into get a sniff of epigenetics, whatever you're doing, whatever habit that you're trying to create, you got to do it for at least two months. All right. So whatever, if it's a workout program, or if it's an eating program, or if it's a savings program, whatever it is that you're trying to do to create a habit, it needs to be at least two months, 66 days. So a lot of people get to that point, like I said with that gentleman, uh, where he was working out for six weeks. And then I say, why am I even doing this? You know, maybe they get some results, but they're not, and they're not enough results, or they feel like they've done enough and they've put in enough work to where it is a habit and they will just you know, eventually maybe skip a day and they just chalk it up to, you know, being busy and then they start skipping uh, uh, more days. Like, you know, maybe they skip a day and then they go two days and then they skip three days after that and then they skip a whole week, you know. So uh, that essentially means, again, that they haven't created that habit and that they need a little bit of accountability. And that's the crux of this, accountability. You see, the thing is that we all want to be accountable, but obviously we know that if we were all accountable, we would have a whole different world we were living in. So how do you become accountable? Well, it's easy. It's very simple. You have someone to work with you. You know, whether it be a, you know, a, a financial coach, if, if you're working on your finances, whether it be a fitness coach or a physical therapist, if you're working on your health, or a relationship coach, if you're working on your dating, you find someone that you can be accountable to. You find someone that you can 
make sure or that can help you make sure that you are creating that habit, creating that healthy habit. So I say this as a personal trainer. I know I might be a little bit biased, but I would say this, that if you're trying to create a fitness habit, if you're looking to change your mind, change your thoughts, change your actions permanently, then find a coach. Find someone that you can be accountable to. Of course, uh, the most optimal would be a coach. Uh, Second would be someone that is a peer, someone that's like a friend that you can report back to. And worse, obviously, would be someone that has no, (laughs) that doesn't share your interests, someone that doesn't care uh, whether you do it or not. You know, and a lot of people actually, unfortunately, do go that route. They, you know, they try to report back to someone that doesn't really care, someone that doesn't really um, support them. And, you know, it becomes pretty easy to revert back to the default settings because essentially uh, by reporting back to someone that doesn't really care uh, is not really reinforcing the fact that you're doing something good. In fact, it actually uh, moves the needle the other way and makes you feel like you're doing something not good because of the fact that we're all social creatures. You know, we're all uh, we're from cavemen. And if we're not with the crowd, then our caveman brains, our reptilian brains, are, are that very primal part of our brain says, oh no, this is not good because we're not fitting in with the group. And it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, you can put two and two together. If your brain is telling you that what you're doing is not good, then you're not going to continue doing it, no matter how good it actually is for you. So accountability, that is the important thing. And the reason why I bring that up today is, uh, well, tongue-in-cheek, uh, a little self-promotion here. We're coming out with a online program that's, that's going to be hitting the shelves uh, within the next six weeks or so. Uh, so it's going to be here probably towards the end of next month. And we're going to be uh, doing it for those people that are trying to get uh, prepared for the, uh, the end of the year, you know, get par- prepared for Thanksgiving and Christmas and try to maintain because, you know, what better time to actually start having, uh, start creating good habits than right before the time you need those good habits. Look at it. Where if we were releasing it at the end of August, September, October, that puts you into six, or it puts you into 66 days of creating habits. And then right after that is November, which will have us in what? Thanksgiving and Christmas time, the holiday time, the holiday season where everybody is eating eating like like, <laughs> like they've never eaten before and not exercising because they've overeaten and because it's too cold and because there's just so many fun shows on television <laughs> right so yeah i mean that's that's really the crux of what i'm saying here is that like you know we know that we can change our brains we know that it's a very it, we, we know that it's something that is within the, that is uh, recognized within the scientific community epigenetics it's not something that's necessarily defined we can't really have we don't really know the exact cause and what uh, what is the what is it the trigger i guess so to speak for our changing brains but we do know it, it happens we definitely know that uh, without thought that our DNA changes and that with thought our DNA also changes Uh, but we know that if we can get to that point to where we can change our thoughts then we can change our DNA we can change our brain we can change those grooves and then all of a sudden you have a whole different perspective and you have a whole different set of actions that become your default so my point here is today is that 
whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to do, find a partner. Find an accountability partner that cares about what you're doing and preferably joins you. All right, so that's what I got for you today. A little bit about epigenetics, a little bit about how you can uh, get that, get it catalyzed into your own life. You know, get a little bit of uh, accountability is the best way to do it. And it's very simple. Like I said, just find someone that has your interests in, in mind, someone that maybe is also sharing in that same uh, in that same path that maybe also might join you in it, uh, or you know, of course, a coach that can coach you along. And that will, uh, you know, give you the best tips uh, along the way. Because obviously, it's great to have someone that's a peer, uh, but it's even better to have someone that's a professional. All right. So I do hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, feel free to share it. If you enjoy it, uh, I would appreciate if you would leave a rating or review. If you're listening on Apple Music, you scroll down to the very bottom. You'll see five stars. Click on those five stars and write something in the box. And finally, I would appreciate if you would subscribe uh, because subscribing would get you notified right away when the latest episode comes out. And uh, soon, 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 we will have that online fitness program for you. And I'm really excited for to bring that out. We've been working really hard here at the office trying to bring that out for everyone uh, so uh, you know we can have it ready before Thanksgiving. Or so you can be ready for things before Thanksgiving. We'll have this program ready for before Thanksgiving, but we want you to be ready before Thanksgiving so you can hit the new year, 2023, super hard. All right. Again, I will. I do appreciate you listening. I will check you later. And as always, keep good company.